Welcome to the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones and my guest in the studio today is somebody who is well known at Goodison Park for what he has done, not on the pitch, but in terms of what he's done off it. Very much a focal point of the fan supporting food banks movement. He is part of the Blue Union Everton fan group as well and has been a brilliant Everton supporter over many, many decades. It's a warm welcome to the studio to Dave Kelly. Good afternoon. Uh, Great to have you in. So uh, a huge Everton fan. How did it all start? Um, bizarrely, um, I was trying to work out when did I first start, and it's quite easy to work out when I first started. My first game at Goodison Park was in May 1966. It was a Monday night, um, so we actually had Monday night games pre-broadcasting um, deals. <laughs> um, the reason it was Monday night, uh, it was the... Monday before the Saturday in the 66 FA Cup final and we played a little team from just down the East Langs Road at the time called Man United. Um, surprisingly, it was a, an incredibly uneventful game which was um, a, a, a nil-nil ball game with very little or nothing happened and that may have had something to do with Everton played Quite a lot of the reserve team that evening, uh, and if my memory serves me right, I think they actually took a substantial hit by a fine by the FA for fielding the weakened side. Um, I think the significance of it all was as a a relatively young lad, um, eight or nine years of age, going into probably, dare I even say, the biggest and grandest stadium in the country. Um, a ground that was going to be a World Cup stadium and a ground that was going to host a World Cup semi-final because it was a grand year at the time. Um, and to say I was uh, hooked uh, would be an understatement, to say the least. <laughs> hooked despite a nil-nil draw. Why Everton then? Why weren't they the one you went for? Um, there's a tale attached to that, to be honest with you, Matt. Um, my father was a Glaswegian and my mother was from Wales. <clears throat> so didn't actually have um, a lineage of lifelong uh, generations of supporters supporting a particular team. My older brother was actually a Liverpudlian and my father told me I had to be a Liverpudlian. Now, you've got to bear in mind getting him getting brought up in Glasgow in the uh, 20s to an Irish Catholic family you wouldn't have had one brother support one team and another support <laughs> the opposition. Definitely not. And I was dragged kicking and screaming to Anfield uh, one miserable day and I wouldn't have it. Um, and it's probably the rebellious streak that I've had in me all my life. So I was having none of it. My mother actually explained to him, you'd probably be better tell him he can't go to football at all because he's going to fight and he's going to rebel. And if you're saying he's an Evertonian, it's a battle you won't win. So, so yeah. Um, but I think, I, 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 I think given the time, uh, in, in the 60s, and uh, 
for the younger listeners, uh, Everton were clearly the bigger side on Merseyside then. Liverpool uh, had not long come up out the championship. And, and I say that, uh, not as banter or winding anybody up. Clearly Everton were the bigger side in, in, in the city at the time with the bigger, more prestigious ground. And I, I think it's no coincidence uh, that they were Mersey millionaires at the time and, and getting massive investments from the Moores family. So you start supporting Everton in the 60s and since then you've probably been to thousands of games and you've held different roles in terms of how you've supported the club and how you've offered your support as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, I think to, to, to be a devoted fan of any club, um, you go to great lengths and great extremes and I, I, I pride myself, um, I've only missed... One game home and away in the last fourteen years, so um, I, I take. What game was it? Um, it was a one 0 defeat at Loftus Road. Oh, that's all right then. Alan was actually in the hospital, um, and, and gave me me match and rail ticket away on the Friday night because I hadn't been discharged. I was actually optimistic of getting out, but I clearly wasn't well enough. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've often uh, used the expression. Um, I'm a 24-7 trade unionist and I'm a 24-7 Evertonian. You don't knock off, you don't stop being what you are. Absolutely. It's Radio City Talk. I'm doing a sporting hero with Dave Kelly from the Blue Union and uh, I will get on to his sporting hero in a moment or two, but I just want to talk about the food banks movement that has been so prominent, not just with Everton, but with Liverpool and Tranmere doing some good work over the water as well. Such an important thing and you were one of the people behind this for Everton. Absolutely, I think, um, and a lot of people are surprised when they um, heard the tale attached to how fan support and food banks started off. And I personally thank Richard Scudamore, believe it or not. We'd been down to um, uh, to London to a meeting with the Premier League during the height of the 20s plenty campaign. And Richard, in his own imitable little way, told us how good and how charitable the Premier League were and the great work that they did in communities and actually said, we do lots of work. I'm not too aware of what fans do in their communities. And uh, myself and uh, one of the lads from Spirits of Shankly had had a discussion on the way home on the train and said, well, we've got a unique set of circumstances in this city. And the unique unique set of circumstances is the Walton constituency is the only one with two Premier League football clubs in, and it's only it's going to be the only one ever to have two Premier League, at least till we move down to the Bramley Mordock. <laughs> um, and, and as such, the Walton constituency, uh, six of the eight wards are amongst the most socially and economically uh, deprived in the UK, and we felt that given that we come from possibly the two biggest families in the city, the family of Evertonians and the family of Liverpoolians. The football family is a big family. We've got lots of contacts and we thought, well, we could probably use them contacts to good use to put something back into the local communities. That Friday afternoon, we were actually driving past the community centre, which had probably 20 people queuing up outside, didn't realise at the time it was a food bank. And uh, we, we we knew the chairman of the community association went in there and had a chat and they explained that it was a, a queue for the food bank. Unfortunately, 
the food bank had no food, they'd run out of food. Interestingly enough, Everton were playing Man United the following day. So we ended up stood outside Goodison Park with a wheelie bin after putting a couple of sweets out. And we collected uh, a lot of plastic beer glasses and chip wrappers. But we, we got a couple of bags of food. And um, that was in November 2015. And we've done every game at Anfield and Goodison since. Um, now collect somewhere in the region of a ton of food per game. So, yeah come a long way it really has and thousands of people have been helped uh, because of it you must be very proud that that has happened but also kind of a sense of sadness that it's needed oh absolutely absolutely and I think um, uh, there's a political argument and a political debate about are we really doing the government's work are we letting them off the hook and I always revert to, 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 to kind my son actually said to me uh, a couple of weeks ago do you ever feel like you've wasted your life? He said, one of the highlights of my life uh, growing up in the 80s was coming home from school, knowing that I was going out collecting food for miners during the, uh, the miners' strike. Uh, 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 and I think when you actually step down, and it's dead easy it's just, just to brand something as food bank and collecting food donations. I've sat in many seminars and in many meetings over the years I actually uh, had a, a councillor, a Liverpool City Council councillor, talking about someone, and it's probably the most horrific and graphic uh, description I've, I've ever heard of what food poverty was. And she spoke about one of her constituents turning up a hair surgery and the child had been picking the wallpaper off the wall because they were that hungry. So that's the magnitude of what's going on on the streets, not just in this town, uh, not just in this city, but in every major town and every city. And we've always said there's there's um, a humanitarian crisis on all major towns and cities. Unfortunately, it's becoming an epidemic and it's not going to get better anytime soon. Mm, thankfully, uh, though you are doing some great work to help uh, some people who are very much in need across the city. It's Radio City Talk. You're listening to Full Time and Dave Kelly uh, from the Blue Union is with me. So let's get on to your sporting hero. It's got to be a blue, hasn't it? Um, most definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's probably, I was going to say probably the greatest uh, player to don the blue shirt since I've been supporting them since the mid-60s, but I'll, I'll rephrase that the greatest player uh, who's done the Everton shirt since I've been supporting them, and it's uh, the peerless Neville Southall. What was it about watching him that made him so great? Um, I, I, I think over the years, travelling to away games and sitting in pubs and having debates and arguments about who's the greatest player, you'll hear lots of people argue different people from different generations. I think if you go every single Lebertonian at any match and ask them who's the greatest keeper. That's the one thing that we'd all agree on. Everyone's greatest ever 11 will always include Neville Southall. Uh, they will also include Dixie Dean as the number nine. I'm not quite old enough to remember <laughs> Dixie, so, so I'm going for Neville. Uh, well, Nev, of course, uh, made nearly 100 appearances for Wales, made nearly 600 league appearances for Everton, let alone uh, what he did in the Cup as well. Captain the side, lifted trophies with them. 
such a special goalkeeper and one who strikers feared. Absolutely, and I think um, he, he, he's probably, uh, certainly for the three or four year period, he was probably, and it's um, it's an often used uh, about someone being a wild grace. Never was a wild grace for three or four years. Um, uh, he was extremely confident, particularly on one to ones. I think he went three or four years without anyone ever getting past them or beating them on a one to one. Um, he, he he was remarkable his agility, his dedication, but his character as well. I think the 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 the, the, the legend behind the myth uh, has got a lot to do with his character, because he had a bigger uh, a bigger personality he would ever uh, he would ever find. Remarkable man on so many fronts. And I think that personality is what makes footballers, certainly from the 80s and the 70s, so revered as well. Because you don't get it as much these days, do you? Because players are maybe a little bit wary of, of revealing that personality. Never, never the case with him. No, absolutely. I think, um, I think Neville's uh, 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 is, is always called a spade a spade. <laughs> he's, he, he's quite opinionated and he's quite outspoken. Um, and it's something that... Uh, clearly has attracted me um, but I, I think one of the things he, he's got no sides to him either and, uh, I can remember in the 80s uh, being fortunate enough to be at a training session at Belfield watching his legendary uh, uh, training routine and I remember certainly uh, Drew Brands was one of them I think he was physically sick because the three or four goalkeepers were all doing a similar uh, routine. I don't think Neville had actually broken sweat. <laughs> and you could say he was actually revelling in the hard work. And uh, it, he was quite boastful. Go on, beat me, take a penalty, take a shot. Uh, and and, and, and it, it, it was... It was awe-inspiring actually watching someone do, so dedicated to his profession. Is there one particular performance from him that stands out for you? No, no. I, I, as I said, I think if, if, if you talk about the legend that is uh, Neville Southall, uh, I, I, I would talk about that mm. uh, period in in the mid eighties. Uh, and, and yeah, the, the, the odd saves that, that that springs to mind straight away. And I think um, I, Neville's um, league debut uh, was against Watford, and he made a howler. Caught a relatively easy cross and took a step over the line, and it was given. It was an absolute howler, and I think people often forget Jim Arnold was signed at the same time, so they signed two keepers. Um, I think if you'd have asked the vast majority of Evertonians at Vicarage Road that day, they'd have all been looking forward to, to Jim Arnold uh, having a long, uh, a, 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 a long career at Everton. Uh, how long will we to be? Um, you must have had the chance to meet him. Absolutely, I've I've, I've met him. Uh, I was actually uh, in Cork with him uh, two weeks ago, um, and I think that 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 that's the other side uh, of Neville Southall. Uh, Neville uh, handed his Twitter account over to fan support and food banks, which I think is an absolute magnificent uh, gesture. He's always been supportive of who and what we do, um, and, and been fortunate over over the last couple of years to to get to know the man himself uh, and and to do things with him. And as ever, the larger than life character never disappoints. Neville speaks; people listen. 
an absolute master in the goal and uh, such an important figure outside of football as well for what he's doing uh, away from the game. A brilliant sporting to he- hero to have. Uh, Dave Kelly from the Blue Union, thank you for your time. Thank you. That's Dave Kelly there from the Everton fan group, the Blue Union, on the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll get a brand new Sporting Heroes podcast in your box every single week. On top of that, you can listen to us live. I do one every single Wednesday at 4.45. We're on DAB Radio, we're on 1548 Medium Wave up in Liverpool and we're on the Radio City app.